Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Today we have Kaylise. What's up? We got Jerry. Yeah. And we got Jake. Yo. <laughs> Everybody's all giggly right now. What a Fired day. up. Um, what a but day. that's a good thing because today we're talking, uh, I think it's more of a lighter tone uh, because I noticed that something that I do is I usually go to the more um, like emotional heavy side of things that's just who i am and so today i want to just talk about man what is there to be hopeful for because there is so much to be hopeful for and i think if you're not careful you can easily get into that mentality that i get into right and we're all different so i'm interested to i guess hear your guys's perspectives on uh staying positive uh staying rooted in the truth of god because i think that's the most hopeful thing that you could stand on in in any situation right um regardless of what you think anybody who might be listening like god is always winning god is still winning god is still in control god's still happening and that gives me tons of hope right so i wanted to start off just in a i guess more upbeat more personable more human way uh what's something good that's happened in your guys's lives you start first okay <clears throat> dude our the baby is 11 weeks and he's sleeping like nine hours a night that's incredible Damn. that's great and it's it is phenomenal he'll go to sleep at like am i supposed to talk about something like spiritual whatever, you know whatever you want oh, okay <laughs> this is kind of spiritual <laughs> rest <laughs> that's true <laughs> but uh yeah dude he'll go to sleep at like nine and or like 8 30 or 9 and won't get up till like 5 30 or 6 a.m how did you guys do that i don't know he just does it he just knocks wow. out and he's done it's wonderful so that gives me hope <laughs> that's great dude <laughs> Already starting off. It's because you hear like, yeah, you hear some like yeah. horror stories of other people that's like, dude, crying all night. And I'm like, we sleep? We just go to sleep? Yeah, those horror stories of like, you're never going to get sleep yeah. for the rest of your life. Now it's done. I wake up like, what's up? <laughs> Nine hours. That's more than I that's sleep. Beautiful. Dude, I know. He's killing it. That's insane. What a guy. Anyways. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Worked really hard. To you and Reina, dude. Yeah. That's dope. Jerry? Um, I'm moving out, moving out my mom and pop's house. <laughs> Congratulations! Well, for the second time, I did once, and then I came back because I wanted to save some money. And now I'm like, you know what? Things are a little tight. COVID is a lot of tight space, which is great. It's not like I hate my family. My family's awesome, and I've been able to save a lot of money towards buying a house. So when uh, eventually I do get married and purchase a house, um, I'll have a good chunk of change to put down. But yeah, I'm excited and excited to have my own spot, have the boys over. And <laughs> it's going to be a good time, man. I'm, I'm really stoked about it. But it's it's been interesting because the number one thing I get, and because, you know, in uh, at work, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, what's going on? And kind of talk about our weeks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just signed my lease. And they're like, oh, you're moving out. Where are you going? And I told them I'm getting an apartment. And they said, oh, so you and, like, your girlfriend, like, moving out together? And I'm like, no, we're not. So that's been a conversation I've been having a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And if people are like, well, you need to test drive like living together. You got to test drive living together. <laughs> well, you do, like, no? No, you do, yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, it's in the Bible, right? It's somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Second opinions. <laughs> but I had to like really explain to people like, no, well, I mean, if that's how you choose to do things, that's fine. This is how I like it because it's what I believe. So it's been a lot of like good conversation about that and how, you know, growing up a Christian household, still being a Christian, you know, um, or even just people who consider it old school. 
So mm-hmm. I'm keeping it like that. But I'm excited to move out, man. I'm excited uh, to have my own dojo. <laughs> the dojo. The dojo. Jerry's dojo. The doge. <laughs> the doge. Uh, Kaylee's. Yeah. Um. So the other day, well, I've been having some weird like car problems. And so the other day I was driving home um, from work and I was in, I was at a stoplight in the second lane and my car just stopped. Like I went to, I went, the light turned green. So I went to go push on the gas pedal and my car literally like just died and it wouldn't go forward. And then the oil light and the battery light came on. And so I was like, oh no. (laughs) So I started like panicking because I was in the middle of the street and my car wouldn't turn on. And so I'm like, put my hazards on. Thankfully no one was behind me. Like no one hit me or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like frantically start calling like AAA, all this stuff. (laughs) And so ahead of me in the left turn lane was a silver truck and then they reversed and it was just a group of like kids in the truck like guys they looked younger like maybe like late teens early 20s and they rolled down their window and they're like hey like do you need some help do you need us to like help you push your car over to the side because i was literally in the middle of the street like it was pretty dangerous (laughs) i was like oh my gosh because i was i was by myself and i was like oh my gosh that would be amazing so they literally drove around the whole block um like pulled over side all four of them ran out like to help me push my car and they were so nice like nothing like weird or creepy they were just Mm. literally saw that I needed help and mm-hmm. went out of their way to help a poor sister. Out. <laughs> That's so kind. It was. It well, kind. and it was just one of those things where it literally was just, it was such a small like act, but it gave me hope for humanity. You mm-hmm. know? I was like, oh, people still care. People, people still go nice out of people. their way. That is beautiful. Yeah, totally. So that was kind of like a really, in a like crappy situation, it was yeah. a nice little gesture. Yeah, especially because that is like the hope for people, right? Yeah. Yeah, that you would, when like, somebody comes and helps does something nice and you see it or yeah. like you were impacted by it, it's like oh you know what there's some hope out there like, especially like because yeah. they're younger people too yeah. well, we're like exactly. okay hold on there's somebody in the next generation <laughs> that is somewhat decent right and no and like nothing to gain from it too that was yet like no one was recording or filming or like no one there was <laughs> putting no, like, it on mo- snapchat yeah there was no monetary gain from it now this at all on tiktok oh, now Seriously. this dude you know wasn't being put on facebook or anything uh-huh. at least to my knowledge <laughs> <They might have. laughs> there might be a video out there, there might somewhere. be a video of someone pushing my kia around but <laughs> <laughs> um let's see here huh mm-hmm. something good uh i set another wedding date <gasps> which Woo-hoo! is wow. something that took forever to get to but it's there i won't share the date because y'all don't need it not you guys but it's a surprise other people listening (laughs) not everybody needs to know that day everybody crash it everyone's invited Uh, here's here's the address yeah just sent bring money bring tvs smart homes you should sell tickets to it ah it's 100 bucks to go Mm, interesting i don't think i'm that important necessarily i disagree jerry will be late (laughs) I'll be there. <laughs> and also something good, or I guess depending on uh, your preference, but the Dodgers are in the World Series, right? Yes. That, I feel like that's something a lot of people are celebrating right now. Uh, I don't praise. care for baseball. But but my mom absolutely loves the Dodgers, like die hard. So I've watched her heart get broken for the past <laughs> like three or four years, whatever it's been. And it can't it can't happen anymore. <laughs> it She's needs the sweetest lady. It needs to go through. You know, do it need, for Dylan's mom. Yeah, right. for Dylan's mom, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we'll move on from that. But like I said, if you're listening, 
this is just to inspire hope and remember that, hey, focus on the good things in life. Even in the Bible, it talks about uh, focusing on what is good, pure, lovely, true, and noble. Uh, whatever is those things, focus on them, you know, because like I said, if you're like me, you tend to focus on the negative or maybe the the heavier things in life, but God wants us to focus on the things that are working, the things that are going great. And I know I've heard this before, but as Christians, I think we should be a people group who are like for something and excited about something than we are against something and like worried about something and just down about something. And that's not to say like, oh, we're going to be fake or always focus, always be good, even when it's bad. It's just when you're able to focus on what is working, what is good, it helps get you through those tough times. So, and just to continue on with this conversation is Jesus was kind of somebody who came down in the midst of uh, a lot of chaos. A lot of um, the nation of Israel was being persecuted, right? The nation of Israel was in tough times. And so coming down in a situation like that, it's like people are unhappy everywhere. And he yet was a light to everybody. He was the absolute light. And... I want to know, I guess, why do you think, and this is my bubble that I've just seen around, is like, why don't you think as Christians we are more of a light to people than we are of like so much like hopelessness? Where's all the hope that we claim to have that we are supposed to have because of Christ? Where do you think that is? And like I said, that's my bubble. That's what I feel like I'm seeing around. And maybe you're on the other side where it's like, nah, I'm around a bunch of people who are just like, we're after this. Like, this is great. But what do you guys think about that whole thing? Jerry, Jerry go, go ahead. ahead. Let's get into it. Um, I would say we're humans. Christians are humans at the end of the day. We're going to we're gonna kind of fall in with a lot of people. We're supposed to be the one that ignite and spark change. Um, however, I think we just kind of, we kind of get lumped in with everyone else because we start acting like everyone else. We don't stand out of the crowd, unfortunately, as much as we should. Um, and I think it's very easily to get caught up with everything going on right now, considering how <laughs> crazy this year's been. I mean, it's not just been a global pandemic, people getting sick, but it's been a really high profile election and it's just a lot. But I think people need to realize something that... It's like this every election year. It's always a lot of bad mouthing and a lot of people are like, oh, if this candidate gets elected, things are going to be terrible. No, it's your day to day life is probably going to be almost exactly the same. It's going to be the same as it was four years ago. So I think that's just something we get caught up in. But I think we should be a lot more positive and I don't know why we don't. I, I think it's just really easy to kind of get sucked in, especially when you're surrounded by people that aren't really positive. Mm. I would say like in my workplace, it's so easy. It's so easy for people to be salty. There's it's We complain about everything. Cops complain about everything all the time, especially the older guys. They complain about change. They complain about computers. They complain about the government. They're always complaining. So it's it's kind of easy to get sucked in. But I don't know. I feel like I'm one of the new guys, so I'm still pretty positive and happy and i'm like oh you know everything's pretty good on my side you're not jaded to everything no i don't feel like i'm jaded i think i <laughs> depending in my group of friends sometimes i can get a little jaded especially when we start talking about politics i'm pretty opinionated with what i believe but all in all when you take a step back i remember we talked about it you sent me a, a sermon and i listened to it and i was like you know what 
there's still things to be happy about. There's still things to be hopeful for. Jesus is still going to be king. I know we'll, we'll get into that more, but no matter who gets elected, no matter if you're happy, you're sad, you're angry, you know, whatever, Jesus is still going to be king at the end of the day. God's still going to reign over all of this, and we're going to be fine. 100%. 100%. Jake, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, can I ask them to that? Definitely. Do it. Um, well, I think I, this is my stab at it is, the question is why aren't Christians like really hopeful? Why are they yeah, negative if not more negative than <laughs> right? That's, everybody else? I think that's something why I even asked the question is because we have this hope to hold on to that outlasts nations, kingdoms, everything, eternity. But why don't we act more like that? Well, that, that was going to be my exactly my answer is like I don't think people as Christians, I don't think we we understand our fate right mm -hmm. where we think as jesus talks about that when the wind comes we're going to be knocked around that's that's not what's true because if you're a christian and you put your faith in jesus well then you're going to go to heaven worst case scenario you're going to heaven right it's like okay so you have a hope for no matter what and i think what happens is we forget our fate in you know in god and we sometimes bring ourselves back down here and think our fate is in politics and this is our fate and this is our fate and if this happens that's going to be you know i'm totally screwed if that happens and it's like no you're not like we're no one you're not and but i also think that it's you know like you said like we're human like that's not un you're not crazy or like less than for thinking that i mean it's so everyone it's like modern day marketing. Everyone tells you, if you don't have this, something's wrong. If you don't get this, you need this, you need this. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like I have so many things that we bought for my uh, son that we're, we don't use. <laughs> but everyone's like, you need this. You got to get one of these. You got to get one of these. And you're just going to hold them the whole time and switch out between like seven onesies. You know, it's like, you don't need all these things that everything tells you. So my point is that I think that we need to come back and remember as Christians, I'm speaking to Christians only, that our faith is in Jesus and that when things do go awry, which the Bible tells us they will, we probably won't be here for it. Maybe we'll be here for a little bit of it, but for the most part, we're not going to be here. And so uh, maybe you need to read your Bible and see how the story ends. And that might help. I think you know? it's hard going back to this idea of we don't know our faith. And I think it's hard because it's not like physically tangible. It's not something we can hold or, or there's not like, a specific place on earth we can we can go to and see like a glimpse of heaven or we can't talk to Jesus face face to face um we don't know what heaven's going to be like so i think that idea of of we can't like physically go there see it touch it talk like what about it i think it's so so it's hard to keep that perspective when there's nothing like physical there yeah. you know yeah i think a lot of people <clears throat> It's like you want to see it to believe it, right? Exactly. Yeah, it goes back to them. Tell me. It's like I know this iPad's here because it's in my hands. I could see it. If Jake was like, hey, I got an iPad for you. And he's like, here you go. Nothing in his hands. He'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? And I think that even just goes back to, I think as Christians, like if we were more hopeful and like we're that beacon of hope and that light to the world, I think other people would see that and see it as something more tangible, you know, see it as something that's like, oh, dang, that is something that I do want to be a part of because I see the hope. I see um, the light at the end of the tunnel. I see what they're talking about, you know, through our lives, through other believers' lives, through and then ultimately through who Jesus is. Right. 
because he was the ultimate beacon of hope mm-hmm. in in everything, in division, in political strife, in all of it. And as you guys are talking, I think I realized that, or I saw something in my head where it's like Jesus really is the ultimate. Like, take a step back and see from an outside perspective, because you know, in, in in any situation you're in, when you when you're going through it, and then you hear somebody else's, and maybe they're off or uh, worse off than you are, whatever that means. And you think like, oh man, like I, I could at least be grateful for this in this time. And God, Jesus Christ is the ultimate, like take a step back and be like, oh man, at the end of it, we're good, <laughs> you know? It reminds and, me of the story of the loaves and the fish when he uh, was like feeding the crowd. Cause I feel like in that situation, it's, it's so hopeless at first cause you're like the whole crowd, like you only have like so much food. And then, so yeah, you have that narrow perspective of like, mm. are we going to be able to eat? Are we going, yeah. you know, in the, and I think in our day-to-day lives, sorry, this is a little tangential, but we, we lose hope because we can't see that perspective or, or see that way mm-hmm. forward of like, how, how am I going to get like through today or get through this? Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus having that outside perspective and being able to provide, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, bringing bringing that hope back to people and looking back at your life and and looking at those times where you like felt so hopeless in a situation like how am I going to get through the day how am I you know even something as physical like am I going to have like food on the table and looking back Mm -hmm. at those times in your life where you felt that way and saw that God did come through and provide you know I think that provides that hope as well as looking back onto what Jesus has already done Mm -hmm. for us yeah, because you guys are talking about human perspective, right? And it mm-hmm. is narrow, like you're talking about. Yeah, It's a very narrow perspective that we can tend to be. I'm sure you guys have been around people who just like see tunnel vision just like this. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like let's take a step back. And the Bible talks about renewing your mind every day. This isn't something that uh, we can do on our own. You have to consistently ask God like, hey, renew my mind, renew my mind. And then ultimately like, hey, God, let me see the bigger picture. Let me see the bigger picture. Let me see what you're doing. Let me see what's going on here. Because you leave it to me, like I said, I'm going to stay on the heavy side. I'm going to stay on the things are awful, things are negative. But today, and hopefully for a while, I'm choosing like, hey, let's, let's focus on what is good. And I'll tell you something else that is good. I had a Miguel's burrito today, and that was great. Ooh. <laughs> Were you going to say something, Jerry? I was just going to say just... I'm just gonna add something oh, real quick. Oh, you did it. Okay. Uh, it's just been interesting. I would say in this season of life, even with all this stuff going on, like 2020 has been a bad year for most, but it's also probably been like one of the best years for me. So I don't know. I've just kind of going from that perspective. Like it's where a lot of people are salty or upset about everything that's going on, but it's funny. I I can get like that, you know, like a sad boy kind of emotional and stuff like that. But I listen to like all the old music and all sad songs I used to love, especially around like fall time. They're just not hitting the same anymore. <laughs> I've just been so happy. My life's been so good. I have nothing to be sad about. So it kind of makes me angry. Because <laughs> those songs don't get there. Then I'm like, oh, they don't, they just don't hit like they used to. And I'm like, I'm not sad, man. Like my life's really good. Uh-huh. So I don't know, man. There's a lot to be hopeful for. Can uh-huh. I share a dumb story? Yes. Oh, please I'm do. Excited. Uh Raina, my wife's her favorite, like Taylor Swift is like one of her favorite artists, right? And she I went feel like to that's her only artist that she likes. She has three. <laughs> uh, Joe Bros. Joe Bros, the Beebs, and T Swift. Anyways, she once told me a while back, she was like, 
she was can you like do something to me like mean to me because like, i can't relate to any of taylor swift's songs <laughs> so like, you've just never done anything i don't know what to do i can't i don't know what she what she's feeling and i was like hey that's kind of a compliment but i just thought it was funny because it's like i want to be sad i miss these songs <laughs> yeah sad songs are great it's supposed to rain this weekend too maybe that'll do it for you Ooh, going into the, the fall season, it gets moody, dude. Oh, it's spooky. Yeah. It's, okay. it's definitely spooky season right now. But the more we get into it, when, when's the time change? It's November. 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 Someday, I don't know. It's like two weeks into That's now, the official right? end of golf season, though, dude. Yeah. Dang it. That's something not to be hopeful for. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So how do you how do you think uh, maybe what's some tangible ways in your guys' life, maybe something that you do, it's like, okay, how do I stay hopeful then? Because maybe there's some people who are listening. It's like, I don't know how to get there. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, you say it, but what does that, what does that mean to actually live it? What does that mean to actually do it? I think you have to be honest with yourself. And I mean, another analogy is like, I have to leave my lunchbox on the counter so I remember to make a lunch, you know? And in the same way, I feel like there's things you can do spiritually. It's like, whether it's literally leave your Bible on the table. So you're like, oh yeah, I need to read my Bible. Oh yeah, or yeah, God is, you know, whatever. But setting those things that are, it's it reminds me of communion. And the reason why I love communion is because they chose, I think I talked about this on the podcast before, but it's worth saying again, that they chose, they did communion with bread and wine because everybody would have bread and wine just about every day. So they were constantly being reminded of the body and the blood of Jesus constantly just in their daily routines and their daily, you know? So what can you do in your life to make the things that you're already doing remind you of Jesus, right? I think that's a start. And I'm kind of processing that out loud because I should probably be doing that as well, you know? Mm -hmm. But when you asked that, the first thing I thought of was like my lunchbox and how I can probably do the same thing in my spiritual life of putting these little reminders Mm. in my in my path that i'm gonna be walking you know mm, interesting interesting yeah. what else do you guys got i'm learning right now <laughs> i think we talked about this someone mentioned a couple of weeks ago it might have been jared um but journaling um yeah but i think because it's such a good way again to more so to look back and see where god has brought you out mm. of or where he has brought you from Mm-hmm. um and That's that gives really, me hope that is really good yeah because yeah. it's a it's so hard for me day to day to like have this because you know you get so caught up in like oh like i don't like what job i'm in right now or i don't mm-hmm. like where i'm at or i don't like or like school is right hard or all these different like circumstances but then you look back like two years can be like wow i didn't like have a job two years ago like i need to be you know like i was so hopeless in that situation and like look where god has brought me um, and like, and like, where will he continue to bring me? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that definitely is good at giving perspective. <laughs> 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 no, journaling definitely uh, does that for sure. I think there is, I threw it away a long time ago, but I remember that journal was so negative that I had, oh my gosh. And then when I read through it, I, I, I read, <laughs> Jared has <laughs> I it saved actually. It. <laughs> <laughs> I read it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I had that journal though. I wrote that's something I was writing in when I was 21. It was so, so negative. So just like, oof, really dark type of stuff. And I remember reading it about a year or two later and I was like, oh man, this ain't me. That's not who I am. And it it did that same thing though. It was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, thank (laughs) you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like, let's do this. Like, this is amazing. And so I know even in my everyday life, um, because 
in my story of life, I went through a very, very like big process of eating humble pie, you know, in, in life, in ministry, I was being very elevated at a very young age. And, uh, I had all the skills, the talent, whatever, but the character was not there at all. Right. And God cut, cut me at the knees. You know what I mean? He's like, you ain't doing this. That's not cool. So I know, uh, I learned a lot through that. And in that time of journaling, it was rough, right? It was rough, but I look back at who I am now almost every day and I thank God for that, you know, and that really does give me perspective just about every day of my life. It's something that um, I never want to go back to. And it's not that I'm afraid of it. It's more like, like I said, I'm just grateful that God brought me through that and is still continuing to create a new heart in me, you know? And so it's just something that gives me perspective truly every day. And something that I really, really, really stand by is to always remember where you came from, but don't relive where you came from. Like, Mm. it's so important to do that because you could remember when you remember where you came from, you remember what God has brought you through, but you don't relive it. You don't relive those pains and those uh, feelings of shame or whatever they might be. But in that way, you always give yourself perspective and you always give yourself hope because you're remembering where you came from, like you said, and you see where you are now. And it's like, God, you are amazing. That's fantastic. I'm doing great, you know, and even in times where it is rough, like you said, it's hope. And that's what we're talking about today. I was gonna say, I think it's important to talk to anybody that might be in one of those like seasons where it's like, Mm -hmm. dude, this is dark. Uh, It's... You know, I don't know when it's going to end. It's God's trying to show me a lot of things in a very short amount of time mm-hmm. and it's stressful or whatever it is. And like, you think your story is a perfect example that's like, there is an, another side to it all, you know, like mm-hmm. there is an end and a reason mm-hmm. and you will eventually see that when God shows you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look back at it now, grateful, yes. you know, and I, I think the encouragement I want to give to somebody is like, there will be a day where you look back at where you're at and you're grateful that you were there mm-hmm. and you don't want to go back, you know? Yes. So. Yes. And you hear stories like that. Like some, like I know one of my friends um, tried to commit suicide, right? And they it didn't succeed, but now they could look back and they've said it where it's like, oh, I'm grateful that that happened. And in the moment you think, yeah, what? Weird. Like, why would you ever be grateful for that? You know, but it's so important to focus on what is good, good, pure, lovely. And what is good, pure, and lovely is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ bringing that person out of that situation to where they are right now. It's like, oh, man, in the situation, praise God for the opportunity to grow, to learn, to suffer through something, right? Because it's only building your character. It's only creating a new heart in you. It's creating a new spirit. And God's going to continue that work in in your life, right? If, if you're somebody listening, going through that time, like Jake said, God is doing something bigger. And it's all about that perspective, you know? And that seems to be the word of the day today is perspective, 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 yeah. perspective. So well, I don't know. I mean, it says blessed are those who are poor in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it says count it joy when you face various trials. Mm-hmm. It's like those are all consistent things, themes I should say throughout scripture. And I don't know, something to hang on to, man. I mean, it's easier said than done. I understand that. But I, I think if I would feel, you know, uncomfortable if I left without saying there is an end, God knows what it is that you're going through. And there's a hope. There is absolutely a hope that you will be grateful for. That's all. Yeah. And I think just, uh, 
the language of it all is so important because once you've been through some business, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, been through some stuff, you're able to see like God, when you could look back and see that it was just an opportunity for God to grow something through you. And so when those things pop up in your life, it gives you that perspective of like, oh man, I'm going to grow through something right now. Like I'm some God's teaching me something. It might be miserable right now, but I know God's teaching me something. And that's enough to like give you hope for the next day yes, and absolutely. the next day and the next day and the next day. I don't know. I just absolutely. like that. I'm just about the hope right now. You know, I'm, I want to, I want to keep it in that end. It's just something that God was doing in my life. I realized I was getting too like heavy too focused on just the negative, all the things that are awful. And I was, I couldn't go there. You too? Oh, I'm, that's where I'm living right now, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if something's wrong if I'm not bothered recently. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Dude, I don't know. I, don't, I seriously have no idea. I'm jaded to a lot of things, partially. <laughs> a lot of things have to do with church, honestly. That's just me being real. It's like there's a lot of things. So, so it's hard for me to like, like today... I had to force myself to listen to like worship music on the car ride to work. Mm-hmm. And when I do it, it's fine. But like to actually put it on is like, oh my gosh, I'm, I know I need to do this and like feed my soul a little bit, but I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know? And it's always nice when I do, but, but it's been hard for me to like get that, like, uh, you know, that peace, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just peace in general? No, more like just like in a, on a spiritual end. Like my life is good. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 this is the scary part is that I kind of feel fine, you know? <laughs> but like the things in my life, the physical like things is like, I haven't been reading very much of my Bible or anything mm-hmm. like that. So th- those things aren't good. Why do I feel okay? And then mm-hmm. I start freaking out like, Hey, hold on. I don't want to get used to this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm sure, I mean, that's a pretty common thing. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thought. Cause it's like, I've been doing nothing but listening to worship music because I just, I need it. I'm like gasping. I feel like I'm gasping for air because it's just like I need the Holy Spirit in my life every day. Well, dude, it's kind of like what you were saying, Jared, about like listening to sad boy music, Mm -hmm. which is like my other spirit animal, right? Yeah. (laughs) But when I do, I like legit, like I can feel, I feel different when I listen to certain like bands and whatnot. Yes. And even though they're my favorite bands, but like I can tell that the mood it keeps me in if I listen to them for too long it absolutely changes, you know? And I've seen this theme. This is probably the fourth time where I've watched a pattern and I've been able to notice it. And so I need to stop listening to like anything that's not worship right now. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thought to have because I know in my life, there's things that aren't necessarily bad, right? It's not necessarily like something that's hindering your relationship with God or um, causing destruction or strife in your life, you know? Strife in your life. Ooh. Hey. Sometimes I'd be throwing random hey, rhymes out there. Strife in your bars. life. Strife in your life. Bars. So, <laughs> that's the name of our next series, dude. Strife in Strife the life. In your life. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> Keep going, though. What were you saying? Don't lose your thought. Uh, it's gone. It's disappearing. <laughs> it is disappearing. Oh, my gosh. Various times there's strife in your life. Oh, there's things that I have to cut out, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it does take you uh, to a more heavy mental state uh dark movies um spooky movies spooky movies um certain music that's like not terrible music but it's like you don't need music to just be music you need music to be spiritual like feeding yourself like you said earlier and 
uh, what else? What else? What else? I'm trying to think of something tangible. That's like there's times where it's like I do away with it. Oh, watching like The Office. I, wa- I like to watch The Office a lot. There's times where it's like, okay, I can't just like sit here and watch The Office right now. I need to like read the Bible or read this spiritual growth book, yes. um, something like that. So that's like something that's tangible mm-hmm. um, in my life or not watching Parks and Rec, even though it's off Netflix now. And I'm heard about that. It's not on Netflix anymore. No, it's not. Is it on Worst Hulu? decision Netflix ever. Dude, Bring it back. that's yeah, my go-to. No. Like Amazon? my background noise. <laughs> well, I'll always have it's always sunny. <laughs> now we have to read our Bibles. <laughs> but, I'm good, fam. <laughs> but I'm curious, because uh, you were talking about it, uh, Jerry or Kaylee. Is there something like that in your guys' life? Where you're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's there's times where it's like I need to kick back on this or kick back on that. And if you can't think of anything, it's totally cool. I'm just curious. For a while, it was like the sad music. It was definitely like sad music when I was going through a time in my life where I was low in spirit. But I don't know. I would say now the only thing I would say I I kind of do away with is, uh, is social media, mm. especially with all this kind of stuff going on. Like I've taken a couple social media breaks. Like one we did together. I did another one uh, with my girlfriend. I just took like – a month off just because I'm just get tired of it. I spend a lot of time when I wake up and the first thing I do is check Instagram. That's when I know it's I need to hop off for a little bit because I'm like wasting too much time, wasting like my first 45 minutes of my day scrolling through my phone like as like a zombie, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly that's it. Like it used to be really a lot of music. I find myself listening to music only really when I work out now. I just listen to podcasts. I feel like I'm just trying to listen to a podcast or a book because I'm trying to constantly be thinking that's the part that sucks for me i wish i was listening to the bible or listening to sermons more but i've been i, I don't throw those in rotation as much i still listen to worship music um i haven't been on top of my reading game a lot i've been kind of messing up on that just because i'm kind of burning the candle on both ends i feel like i i sleep when i can and i'm working the rest of the time and i have a little bit of free time so when i do uh, i don't read my bible as much as i should or even listen to their sermons, but I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to always constantly better myself. I, I read a lot or listen to a lot of leadership things. I feel like it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Nothing particular brings me down. But social media is like the one where I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's my downfall. Mm-hmm. Kaylee's? Social media for me too. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the one where I um, feel so, again, yeah, jaded about the church and, and Christians, honestly, especially... Um, like just like scrolling through feeds or tweets or at you know anything it just like puts me in a really negative mood <laughs> um and it's one of those things where i literally physically have to tell myself to stop because i'm starting to just get like a really negative perspective um just on like what's going on and so i got to take a break from that otherwise i'll just like get too angry <laughs> no for real though like no, I'll, I'll be it's sitting so there real. scrolling and then i'll just like jeremy and i'll go off on a rant about like corporate america or corporate <laughs> church and he's like okay he'll put down the xbox and try to he's like oh all right yeah. he's like give me a 10 minutes then yeah, no, right. exactly i'm like let me rant i rant he's like okay and then he goes <laughs> can i play halo i feel yeah. you though yeah oh my god i just deleted mine right now while you're talking because that's the yeah. same as me <laughs> no seriously yeah it i'm does. tired of it dude it's yeah. an, it is really annoying i think the thing i get annoyed about like it has been i'm probably as i say this i'm probably in my words but like at least on my feed it hasn't been really bad with like the political stuff it's been kind of chilling out which is nice i'm like oh, i can finally breathe when it comes to that but my main thing is like 
I just see so many people trying to, I guess it gets, makes me mad when I see people who are normal people with normal jobs and they're acting like they're influencers or acting like they're mm-hmm. famous people or the fact that we give a, a crap about influencers that these people, they're made up like phone, their phone celebrities. They're uh-huh. not even real celebrities. Who, who cares about any of these Dude, people? When somebody has like 400 followers and says public figure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That. A lot of I'm stuff. I'm change mine. <laughs> social media just marketing fun. just bothers me. It's it's kind of annoying. I'm like, I don't. That's I don't my care. job. <laughs> I know, I know it's your job, and I'm sure you're great at it. But anytime I see stuff like that, I'm, I, I don't care. I don't care. I just want, as mean as it sounds, and sometimes it's probably not Christian. I just want everyone on there to leave me alone. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to them. I don't want to interact with them. That's why I always tiptoe the line, especially the last year. I'm like, I just want to get rid of it. It's dumb. I waste time. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sure there are some useful purposes. Um, obviously, like spreading, you know, anything about church, anything about God. But when it comes to like wasting your time on Instagram, it's like, dude, you can be doing so much better things. You sit there, compare your life to other people, and feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. How is that productive? Yeah, it's definitely that is definitely a, a dark world on there. It's that'll take you a uh, hundred different directions before eight a.m. You know. Uh, you you see this rabbit hole, you go down there for ten minutes, and you, oh frick this, um, get out of there, and you see another one go down that one. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, our brains aren't meant to handle that, dude. It's we're not meant to handle it. We got to live in the real world, and I think that's um, if you want to be hopeful, and that's uh, holding you back. If you're listening to this, I'm sure we could all agree to that. Like, turn it off, delete it, even if it's just for a week. Turn off the news. Turn out whatever it is. Like live in the real world. Live in the people, the relationships, uh, your family, um, in what's going on around you in your community. And I guarantee you that you will find so much more hope out in the real world than you will uh, online or on TV or whatever it is. You know, because as people, bringing back to the human. Um, perspective we like to focus on the negative things so what do you think makes the most news what do you think makes the biggest uh uh views gets the most views on youtube or whatever maybe it's the things that are negative you know what i mean those are the things that are just gonna take the light take the limelight every single time there's like a camaraderie and complaining and ah, I noticed, yeah, I noticed that. I company. Ah, it I does. Like it. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, just like me and my coworkers just love to like vent. And there's like this like really good, I don't know why there's this such good feeling like venting and like complaining and, and someone else like complaining as well. And you're both like so frustrated and <laughs> just getting it out. And, you know, and I don't know if, I don't know why that is, but I don't know if it's something like, okay, like I'm feeling bad, like I'm feeling hopeless and just angry frustrated and this other person is too so i'm really glad they are because if they were happy right now that would be <laughs> more mad but it's the same thing as like in high school when you forget that that homework or something is due and you're like did you do yours and they're like no you're like okay oh, okay uh, i'm cool yeah i'm cool. fine as long as exactly. i'm not the only one that didn't do it as long as i'm like we're both failing i'm good it totally yeah. how backwards is that <laughs> well so and i bad. feel like that leads into this idea of like if i'm yeah exactly i'm failing no one else can succeed you know, and then mm. you get into mm-hmm. this mindset of of like, just I feel like that leads into hopelessness and just you know not being able to to see forward again perspective, bringing mm-hmm. that back into it as well. Mm-hmm. But, I think yeah. one way to to really find hope in things, and if you have a hard time finding hope in things, try your hardest 
for anybody listening to be glad when something good happens to somebody else. Amen. Yes. If you can practice and like tailor yourself and really um, hone in on that, I think you'll be a lot more willing to accept things in your life uh, as hopeful and see and celebrate the things that's like, you know what, this is dope. And just get in that, that attitude of celebration, of hope, of being happy, of being joyful. Because if you're somebody who can't be joyful or stoked for somebody when something good happens or a friend or you find yourself and probably everybody at the at like when you initially hear some news or something, you're a little like, what? We're probably all like that. Everybody is. But get in the habit of being joyful and hopeful for people who succeed. Be there to celebrate them. Be there to be like, dude, that's so awesome. Be the first person to to tell your friend, oh my gosh, that's so dope that this happened. That's so, so hard. Like, does anybody else relate to that? I feel like as of late, maybe just me, maybe I'm, I'm becoming a, a hater, uh-huh. but I feel like as of late, it's been so hard when something good happens to somebody else and I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's all good. I work so hard and I bust my butt, but it's all good. It's all good. And I think the reason is, and I'll tell you the reason. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> so I'll put oh, it this way. I tell him, Jerry. I'll tell you. Bring it out, boys and girls. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> I'm really competitive and I uh-huh. work in a competitive environment. So uh-huh. when people are doing better than me, which is not a bad thing, I'm like, oh, you know, they did something, they did something good today. But if they're doing well, and maybe I'm like, I'm not having the best day. I'm just inside. I'm like, oh, everyone's going to think that they're better than me. And they're not better than me. I know more than them. I'm better than them at this and this. And I know so much more. And I it eats me up because I'm constantly, it's positive and negative. I'm constantly trying to be better every single day. I'm trying to read more and be in better shape and be smarter and just be sharper in every aspect. So that the one day that somebody one-ups me, it's just eating me from the inside. It's so hard. <laughs> And it's not a bad thing. Like I work, they're my coworkers. I want them to succeed because if they succeed, I succeed. We're a team. However, it's so hard because I'm having such difficulty separating being happy for other people, but then also trying to be like the best. Uh And it's, it's tough. Like, I don't know. I've been struggling with that lately. As we were speaking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a hater. Uh (laughs) I need the Lord to ravage my heart. (laughs) So you're a hater right now. I I am. And it's, it's sad. Like in other aspects of life, you know, if you know, you said you're getting married, good for you. That's fine. I'm happy for you. Are you? You sound a little. It it sounds that way. (laughs) No, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to be married yet. It's not my time. God has my time, but tonight, right now is not my time. <laughs> tonight. Just keep talking. I'm enjoying this. Oh, right it's now. good. I'm on a rant. <laughs> no, it, in like regular life, but I would say it's just mainly at work. Mainly at work just because I'm trying to like be the best. So mm-hmm. I'm always constantly comparing myself to other people because mm-hmm. I need to beat them. Mm-hmm. So I'm a hater. Dude, I've been exposed. <laughs> dude, oh, that's good though. I've, for, there's probably people. Look, dude, we're the same. Yeah. Come on. And we and think about this. Right when Jared walks in, the first thing we do is argue. Yeah, me mm. and Jake are so salty towards each other. You put two other. haters right next to each other and you just get <laughs> a chemical compound. Dude, what was I going to... Oh, <laughs> Makes for a good podcast, though. Well, I was just laughing. Well, never mind. I'll get serious. One thing I was going to say is... And I heard this... I never remember anything where I hear things from. I don't know. But they're saying, like, if you make your competition yourself... 
where it's like you are your competition. I want to be better than me. I want to be, I want to continue to strive to be better at whatever it is that I'm doing or just spiritually. I want to be a better version of myself every single day. It, it kind of gives you away from looking at other people, right? Because you're just like, no. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like what losers say. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last, boy. All no, right, I get you. That is good. No, you should. I actually yes. agree with you. You're a mole. I was just saying that for the podcast. I'm no, just no, no. It's true though, dude. You, you are 100 correct. I'm a hater. I'm wrong. I agree. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I'm saying it. Okay, well, there well, it I is. Think to, to bring this back a little bit, I love everything you guys are saying. For one, <laughs> we did our own show, dude. <laughs> the after show. Uh, Oh my gosh. Uh, to go along with what you're saying, Jake, it's like uh, he who completed a work in me uh, or he who started working will complete it, see it through to completion, right? Preach. I think something like that, it never says, oh, uh, he who started a work in your friend will see it through and complete it so that way you can strive after that. You know, it's it's in each and every one of us. And so what you're saying has biblical truth to it as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's We're not supposed to strive after what other people have. It's like, what's God doing in your right. life? And try to better yourself and become that every single day. You know, knowing mm-hmm. that Christ already won, you're saved um, when you accept Lord, Jesus is Lord. Um, and you can start that, on that foundation. It's like your sins are forgiven, you're, you're taken care of, but now... In your everyday life, like how do you become better? And that's what it's all about, focusing on being a better yeah. version of yourself each and every day. I think that's where humility comes in. It's definitely humility because like he even says in the Bible, I'm not, I was reading Ephesians. I'm not sure if it's there, but it was. Was uh, this like last year or what? No, nah, this was actually not a couple weeks ago, but oh. Jesus, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jesus came in in the most humble position as a servant. Any people were better than him. He always, it said it like basically, he came in so lowly. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, they're better. They're more of an elevated position. You need to be putting people in an elevated position in your mind. Don't consider yourself better than others because you just end up like salty like me. You need to be sitting there and be like, no, no, no. They're better. They're an elevated position. You come in as a servant. So I need to be eating that humble pie. Well, I mean, that's like the biblical, like, that's the principle of the gospel is that mm-hmm. Jesus, that God left his throne and brought himself as a lowly servant on earth, right? And it's just uh, ultimately, yeah, you're right. It's just humility, you know. And I think if we can, myself absolutely included, can understand that and grasp that and live that, I think I would be much happier, you know, or I, I should say happier, much more like at peace and more willing to do what God is calling me to do. Where I think, uh, you know, it's hard to do that when you're trying to figure out, wait, why am I thinking this way? Why is this? Why? And you're like, you can't do God, live God's call that way, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's all boils back down to humility, really. Mm. that's good no i uh, you said something that i don't know why it clicked in my head this way it's like you hear this all the time but don't compare yourself to others right and when you do think of yourself as better than other people you're basically putting yourself on a pedestal that's unobtainable it's like you're never going to be better than everybody in the entire world that's that's a ridiculous thing to put on yourself and you eventually just become bitter and and have no hope because you're just like you know you can't achieve what you're putting on yourself and that's just another reason i think that some people may feel hopeless because they feel they need to be somewhere um especially right now right this year just kind of ruined everybody's 
kind of plans for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part. And so in your head, when you think you have to be somewhere, you have to be something, a certain whatever it may be, you do become bitter and and doubtful and you don't have any hope anymore. But when you put your hope and faith and, and belief in what's consistent, what's uh, uh a foundation uh the cornerstone jesus christ it's like that's never changing that's never going anywhere and when you put your hope and faith in that there's so much to be hopeful for rather than putting your hope in being better than than me being better than jake or jared or kaylee it's like oh my gosh i'm gonna cry myself to sleep every night trying to keep up that you know it's absolutely insane it's unattainable keeping up with the joneses <laughs> no seriously and I'm so glad we're talking about this tonight because when you sent us the show notes and the topic, I literally read it and I was like, wow, I have, this is the worst, uh, most <laughs> not relatable one for me to talk about because I feel so not hopeless right now. I remember being like, I really had to rack my brain and be like, okay, like, what am I hopeful about again? You know? And I was just like, really have been lately in this place of, yeah, just being like really bitter and just kind mm -hmm. of feeling jaded and just like really feeling stuck and mm -hmm. not hopeful about the the future like circumstances and everything um and just really feeling like exactly like why am i not ahead or you know mm -hmm. you know putting myself in pedestal like i need to this idea of you know needing to be above uh, other people and everything so i'm really glad we're talking about this because this is something i needed mm -hmm. to hear and just again maintain that perspective because i was not really feeling the most <laughs> hopeful hopeful lately uh -huh. <laughs> exposing all of us right <laughs> we're all just ex being exposed all of us being exposed yeah. no i think i i don't know about y'all but i feel during this conversation there is almost a little bit of like weight off the shoulders right now like when you get in this community right it's there's four of us here talking about things that are hopeful and like just being honest and truthful with each other you do it's like I feel like a sense of almost healing to say, you know, it's like we're moving through some weird, difficult conversation, but shedding some weight behind us, you know, shedding some dirt, getting some dirt off our shoulders and it feels better. Hopefully Jared's just like, I definitely feel a lot better. <laughs> I just came to understand where I'm at. I didn't realize it, but it's just been really actually like to be hundred percent serious. Um, it's just been really affecting me when I've been working because I have these specific goals and, that's like the like the greatest thing about me and i think also my downfall is i always want to continue to get better i want to do better than i did yesterday and i want to continue just to progress and strive and you know just overall achieve more um, and i think it's a good thing because i'm ambitious my downfall is when i start to get in my own head and i'm not doing good enough for myself because i'm always constantly looking down at me and i'm like pick it up you could be better you only ran four miles yesterday. Why don't you run five? Because you're lazy. And that's where it gets hard. Uh -huh. So I think I made some breakthrough today. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. What do you guys think God's doing right now? What do you see in your life, maybe uh, in the people around you, the community around you? What do you think God is doing right now? Big question. What do you got, Kaylee? <laughs> I could start it off if you guys need to think for a second. Go for Go it. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let him have it, champ. <laughs> I think God's bringing us to a place that is just back to his feet, you know, back to uh, a reliance and understanding that there's nothing in this world that will be steady. There's nothing in this world that will um, give you comfort. 
that will give you comfort consistently. That's the that's the better way to say it. And I think God is just bringing back uh, his people to his feet, to worship at his feet, to humbly bow down before him and truthfully see what he wants us to do right now. Because it's there's a lot of people and things that I've seen where it's like, okay, even in myself, I've realized like, you know what? I think I was worshiping some other things more than I was worshiping God and worshiping uh, Jesus Christ. And I need to change that. And I think God's taking the whole church of America. That's all I can speak towards. I really can only speak towards like my bubble, right? Uh, In California, Southern California. I think he's bringing that church back to a place of like, we're going to see what you're worshiping right now. We're going to see what you're really here for. We're going to see... Um, what you're really about, you know, and it's crazy to me to see um, a gospel that's not partisan to anything. It's like for everybody. Yeah, I see Christians being partisan towards people and that's never who Jesus was. So I think Jesus is really bringing people back to what he truly wants to see in the world around us, you know, and that's a people who are willing to love anybody no matter what situation no matter what circumstance, no matter what's going on in life. And the only way to do that is, like I said, humbly at his feet, understanding who it is, who I'm worshiping, um, how we're worshiping, and tons of other stuff with that. But I think it's just a big process of that. That's what I I see around me. I agree. I mean, that's kind of been like my personal experience, I think, so far. It's like uh, slowed things down to a point where I had to deal with me. Yeah. and, or maybe it, it, I think these things have always been inside of me. I just push them to the side and keep moving, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm. I think what's happening in my personal life is God's has me. I don't know if it's feeling because I'm not like uh, depressed or anything like that. But He's showing me like the faults and He's showing me the the things that I relied on me so heavily for, and how they're finally like the, that machine's breaking, you know. Hmm. And there has to come a point, especially I think this is. I might be speaking from a place of like somebody who feels called to more of a ministry thing, right? In life mm-hmm. that I right now is complete, not completely, but is on pause to, I should say the potential's on pause, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but it's a good thing. It's like, we're talking, that's why I said about the hope is like, I do believe uh, that God has to do these things in order for us to look back and say, Oh, I see why you did that. And mm-hmm. thank you for doing that. You know, right now it kind of sucks, but I can't wait, you know, because I already, that's just how it's his nature. It's his character. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on a grand scale, we're kind of seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to believe that in two years, we'll be like, do you remember that year? And now we're here where we are and things are good or whatever, or maybe not. Maybe it just gets worse and <laughs> gets more biblical, but, um, you know, it's just uh, coming back to a point to say like, oh yeah, God. I forget that you have to run everything, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's what you were, when you were mentioning um, bringing God, bringing us back to his feet, I think it just, it reminded me and made me think of when God does really big things in the Bible to get people's attention. So moral Testament, like the flood or the plagues or those really Mm -hmm. like large scale kind of like wake you up, um, moments things god uses to like you know have you know have people come back to back to the basics almost like people get 
you know, led astray. People are, are doing all these things they shouldn't be doing. And God really has to intervene and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, um, like you need to turn back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, you know, I, I don't think living in, in modern times and eras, we've really seen, um, things on such a large scale like that and, mm-hmm. and not saying that like God sent the coronavirus. To us. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all because you know, whatever, not saying that, but in, you know, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, no, kind yeah. of in a way of like, you know what, this is like a global scale, really like kind of wake you up moment yeah, for people. Absolutely. Um, in a figure of sense. And do I think Christians have handled it the best? No. Have I personally handled that? like wake up call that call to action the best not at all you know mm-hmm. but it really forces you to think like okay yeah what is you know what am i what's my response in this situation and and um what does you know what does that look like not in my own personal life but you know how do we as christians respond to where people look at us and be like hey what is their response to like large scale like tragedy chaos panic in a hopeless situation mm-hmm. you know and stuff so it's a really good I think this even talk was such a really good wake up call to be like a hope because people are looking at us right now, you know, the oh, yeah, non-Christian community, everyone's turning to us. And like I said, I don't think it's been handled the best, but that doesn't mean we can't start doing, you know, that's not a reason to not continue to, to be a light, if that makes sense. You no. Know? Yeah. That, that's absolutely true. And I think that's, that's one thing that, I think our generation wrestles through almost every day and you were kind of talking about it earlier too, is we struggle with this. We see things, we don't like it. Uh, and we get to the jaded part and sometimes we just give up, but and we don't do anything about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And because we're more upset and we think it's lame, like that's whack. Why would you do that? Like instead of thinking, no, let's fix that. Let's change it. Let's make it better. We just kind of, say turn 180 degrees and be like screw that you know and that's why i think it's important to have these conversations because i think all of us a lot of my friends it's it's something that god is definitely doing because it these conversations happen all the time like between me and people who i know and and you guys i think all of us just us four right here come from a place of seeing like church is dope. We believe in church, but we're also like, man, I'm t- kind of tired of the way church is going right now, though. You know, this was pre-pandemic. Um, we were already feeling those things. It's not like it just happened yesterday. And then the pandemic maybe made it worse for some. It seems like for Jake, you're like, oh gosh, I'm sick of this again. You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, but it brings us to this place where it is a pivotal moment for I think us to move forward and to continue going and continue shaping uh, and trying to follow Jesus the best as possible. And I think there's so much hope in that. There's so much hope when people like us and it's not because you look to us or you need to be us or that's not what I'm saying at all. But in your everyday communities, if you are that person who doesn't give up, who chooses hope, who chooses joy, who chooses Jesus and says that, hey, it looks a little dark right now. It looks a little dim, but I'm putting my faith in Jesus and I'm going to continue onward. That in, alone inspires so much hope in everyday lives, you know? And so I think um, these big wake up moments like you're talking about are moments for all of us to do that in our families, in our friendships, in communities, in whatever it may be, in, your, in the workplace, we have the power to inspire so much hope. 
especially the hope of God, <laughs> game over. It's game <laughs> over. You know, Jared, you got anything to add? Uh, not really. I'm just gonna echo pretty much what everyone else is saying. Just it's a wake up call. I think that's the main thing. Mm. It's just kind of like, all right, this is it. I think mm. a lot of people are kind of coasting along. Mm-hmm. I think this has kind of opened up a lot of people's lives. The one thing I can say personally, I would say, I think this has been a big season of refinement. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I was affected. I think a lot, everyone was affected by the coronavirus. But as far as everything else, I think this has been a really big thing where God's just refining me. I pretty much, I feel like I'm getting to that point where he's like, all right, things are pretty good, but we just need to work out these kinks. So. I think that's where I'm at, and I think it's going to continue a process. But, yeah, I think everybody's just going to continue to wake up, open their eyes. Absolutely. and I, So I guess I'll close with this. Um, every morning when we wake up, and if you're listening, don't choose the dumpster fire that is the world. <laughs> mm. Choose God. Choose the Bible. Read some scriptures. Listen to worship music. Preach. Throw it on. Uh, focus on what is good, lovely, pure, noble, just. Focus on those things. Don't focus on the negative. It's going to be weird. It's going to be tough. Get excited when people, when something good happens to somebody, Jared. I'm talking to you, Jerry. (laughs) But focus on those things, and I think we're going to be okay, you know? You think or you promise? Oh, I promise. Okay. There it is. That makes me It's not my promise, though. It's God's promise. That's what I'm saying, boy. To be fair. I I can prom- I've promised many things <laughs> and broken it, so yeah. don't rely on that. But I I truly uh, believe and can stand on the foundation that is God and that promise that uh, He's always winning. We're winning. We are victorious. That's Absolutely. just what it is. All we do is win. All we mm-hmm. do is win, boy. Straight up. Oh, even Gang. Ben threw his arms in the air. <laughs> Hopefully the Dodgers win too. But uh, okay, cool. But we love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's always a great time. Jerry, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Jake, thanks for being yep. here, my dude. And Kay- <laughs> Kaylee, thanks for dropping wisdom. So happy. To- <laughs> I was not, so expe- happy. I was not expecting happy. you to say that. So I was like, you're just happy. so happy to drop wisdom. And I was like, dude, thanks for dropping. And you're like, <laughs> I you're gonna- so happy. Yeah. I was going to say so happy to be here because I thought you were going to say thanks for being here. <laughs> it's, like, I was just- it's like when they're like, enjoy your movie. And you're like, you too. Yep. <laughs> scratch that just erase that last like 10 (laughs) and my name is dylan it's been great it's been fun it's been real it's been cool it's been real cool thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time subscribe on spotify on youtube yep uh anywhere apple Podcasts, on all that stuff we love you guys we'll see you later